We went to Bucky's. <laughs> we went to Bucky's, y'all. You can't really see because my mic. But I went to Bucky's too. Bucky's is a great place. We're gonna have a, a full review of Bucky's at some point on during this podcast. But for today, our sponsor is Billy Chan. And Billy Chan wants me to say this. Daiga ho gong he fachoi. Sun lin fai lok. Which means hello everyone. Good fortune to you. Happy Chinese New Year. Wow, thank so if you're you. celebrating Chinese New Year. Happy Chinese New Year. Um, if I just culturally appropriated you by accident, I'm sorry. I tried my best. We're trying not to get canceled. And you know what? Billy Chan sent us to me, and I do what Billy Chan tells me. But this, this episode is not about Billy Chan, surprisingly. This episode is about our teammate, our dog, the Calgary, Alberta native, the most famous person out of Calgary, Alberta, other than, I can't say what I want to say, but it's definitely Tate McRae. Um, Jackson Ford, what's up, bro? Hi guys, how's it going? We're chilling, man. We're chilling. You had a good weekend. And yes. uh we wanna dive into what made you have that good weekend, besides Kieran like gatekeeping his old for you, which was pretty clutch. <laughs> um congratulations first off. Uh I know like the whole day was kinda hectic. Like I had a chance to talk to you before top eight, you were stressing, I'd be stressing too. I've been there. Kieran's been there. It's it's tough, right? Uh, but afterwards, I didn't have a chance to say congratulations because we left to go to Bucky's, which I'm sure you can understand. Um, first off, like maybe kind of take us through like the basis of your run. Uh, how'd you settle on deck choice? How to feel? Just just the general. Actually, Neil, I think before stuff. he does that, I think he should introduce himself to everybody because uh, we know Jackson. He can do that. But I think the viewers True. need to get to know Jackson. So Jackson, introduce yourself first, then we'll dive into your run. All right, sure. Yeah. So I'm Jackson. As Neil said, I'm originally from uh, Calgary, Alberta, grew up and uh, I moved to Toronto for university. And now I am uh, one of the natives. Uh, this is my first master's top eight. And uh, historically, I've been very successful in the seniors and juniors divisions. And it feels good to finally get a uh, big result in the master's division. Yeah, big, big ups, man. I think it was a long time coming. So actually, last week on our podcast, we named you as a person, like, likely to get their first top eight soon. So I'm glad it came to fruition so soon. But yeah, so thanks for coming on, man. Like, why don't you, like, walk us through maybe, like, before the tournament, uh, like, how you got to Giratina, why you picked it, and then we'll, like, dive deeper into your run in specific. Yeah, absolutely. So I settled on Giratina after kind of just coming to a realization that, I'm not very good with decks that don't have Comfy in it, and I don't know if that, I don't know if that's like the general consensus because I know people find uh, Lost Zone decks a bit tougher. But I've had like really really poor results when I haven't been playing Lost Zone. But I played Kyogre to uh, Toronto and got top 32 with like barely any preparation. So I said let's just prep with the best Lost Zone deck in the format. And uh, I did some talking with uh, with like Lucas Zing with Isaiah Bradner. And then just like played some locals, did some prep on live with some friends and just brought it to uh, Knoxville because it felt like the best pick for the tournament. Nice. Okay. So like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. Honestly, playing stuff you're comfortable with, something I think we always preach. So glad that you also follow that mentality. Uh, So yeah, why don't we go through your run a bit? So maybe start with day one. I know you had a pretty good day one. So yeah, go through the matchups, what went well, what didn't go well. uh, And then after that, we'll go to day two. Yeah, absolutely. Let me pull up my uh, my Pokestats so I have all of my matchups here. So <laughs> yes, my my first round was uh, was against the Goldango. And let me uh, preface this by saying that uh, at about 7 a.m., I, I cut the Manaphy from my deck. And, and I ended up playing against uh, two Chen Pao's and a Goldango in the first four rounds. So I really was not feeling the, uh, the Manaphy cut. So the the first round against Goldengo was uh, pretty chill. Uh, they were playing Klefki in their list, and uh, they just didn't actually try to set up their their board. So I kind of just ran through them. Uh, the second round, I played against a Charizard. I actually made a huge mistake by bench locking myself without a Cramorant, and I got myself decked out. Um, pulled one back, but ended up tying because that game ended up taking like thirty five minutes, which was uh, kind of embarrassing. Then. Uh, Round three, I got paired up against Grant Shen, and I knew that he was on Chen Pao because Lucas and him were playing the same 60, and without Manaphy in my deck, I was feeling uh, very scared, to say the least. But uh, going into that round, one of the uh, people I was staying with, uh, Jake Pilth, kind of told me about the route against Chen Pao, where you can go double Moonlight Shuriken to kill the Frigid Backs and hit put Nagy on the backs, and then do it once more to take out both, and then it kind of just puts them in a really awkward spot. 
And if you can like stick a counter catcher or something, then it kind of just sets them up for a checkmate spot. So I was able to do that one of the rounds and then the other uh one of the other games Grant bricked. So I was able to get through there. Honestly, round four. Honestly, yeah, just something well, to point out too is Grant didn't play uh Iron Hands, because I think that changes that a lot. Um Oh yeah, super true actually. Yeah. You can go ahead and comment on that if you like. No, I was just gonna say, like, because if you have Iron Hands, like, you can still do the play Jackson's describing, but it's a little bit trickier because the Iron Hands is gonna stay in play, and if they're a smart Shen they're gonna leave an energy on their bib roll, so you can't counter catcher it up and save Eye. Um, but yeah, I think Grant also didn't play Manaphy, so also shout out to Grant for being demoted from CEO of the uh, Chen Pao. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it's too early in the body talking about that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Grimes has self-appointed himself as CEO, but bro, but then he oh, got toasted debate. right back. He got toasted right back, but oh, he got he got destroyed. <laughs> Bro, like no one's safe, dog. Like let's just let's just keep our opinions to ourselves. No one's safe. <laughs> I know, my apologies. Carry Continue. On, Go to the next Chempao. <laughs> yeah, no worries. So the next round after having that really tight win against Grant, I got paired against Reagan and I'm just like, oh, this is gonna be a long day. So he ends up playing Chempao as well. It was a very similar list, but uh not quite the same. It had a two minute, but it didn't have hands. So I went for the same route, but uh, Reagan kind of just had everything. Had the Pokestops to bump the path every time, which is very important. And I kind of just got blown out in a very quick fashion. So uh, the next three rounds, just summarize, I played against three Roaring Moons straight. And uh, I felt a little bit uneasy about it going into the tournament. I hadn't really tested it much, but I figured out very quickly that uh, if you get Spirit Team down really early, the deck just falls apart. Um, with only... With only two Sadas, uh, they really just struggle struggle to uh, set up any attackers, and then you can kind of just stick them late game with a Rock's Path. And that's kind of how all three of the games, or all three of the rounds rather, went. Uh, I got a bit fortunate. There were some Catcher Tails in there, and that always helps. But uh, those were pretty chill. Um, my round eight opponent, this was, uh, this was a game for sure. So this was a Tina Mirror. Uh, the first game I won, uh, the second game went to time, and... Uh, in time, it was uh, pretty clear that he was going to win. But he like showed me game in uh, turn two, and then he asked me if I wanted to flip for the game. And uh, huh. I wasn't really feeling that, so I called over a judge. And uh, unfortunately, the guy that was sitting right next to him couldn't back me up on it. So there was no uh, no penalty for it, and it ended up in a tie. But uh, I wasn't very happy about that. I got a little bit tilted, and uh, then I was on my win. And then I played against another Lost Tina. Um, very tight series. Game three went down to the wire. Ended up winning because they forgot to attach an energy before playing an Iono on a very crucial turn. It was a very tight game. Uh, it actually ended up being a gentleman's as well. So uh, thank you to Kiernan for upholding that because without that, you know, neither of us make day two. Nice. Uh, so going into day two, played against two more moons. And uh, again, it was pretty chill. I I got donked by one of the moons and then Game three, I had to Abyss Seek, and they killed my only Tina in play, but we still somehow managed to pull it out with a save line and a Roxanne Path. It was a very, very, very lucky game for me to pull that out. So that was nice. Played against the Sablezard. They uh, they drew unbelievably horrible. They played uh, two Poke Gears, failed both of the Poke Gears, three Comfies in play. Every turn could not find a chorus the whole game. So very lucky there. Speaking of lucky, played against Jared Grimes, the one and only, the following round. Double donked him. He <laughs> got to play uh, two round, two, two turns of Pokemon within that round. A CPAL so, gaming experience right there. It was, uh, it was very unfortunate for him. The round after, I got some, uh, I got my uh, fair end of the variance, played against uh, Ryan, the winner, and uh, uh, I went... Attached to Tina Pass and got uh, donked in the first game. And in the second game, it was a uh, concealed cards pass. Somehow almost managed to bring that one back, but uh, he stuck me with an Iona to one and I couldn't get there. The winning in, uh, Kevin Kruger, shout out to him, is an absolutely fantastic game, fantastic guy. The first two games, we both bricked respectively. So we had a nice and long game three. Ended up coming down to a generator. He had uh, 17 cards in deck, I believe. And Super added three eight lightnings back in. There was six lightnings in deck. Needed two lightnings off the generator in order to uh, dynamic spark and take my Tina for 300. First three cards weren't energies. We flipped them over. Fourth card was an energy. And then the fifth card was like very slowly revealed and it was not an energy. So just barely got there. Won that round. Uh, I wasn't necessarily that happy though because I was like happy that I like at least secured top 16. But in my mind, I was pretty sure I was going to bubble. Um, 
the stream match for that round was uh, Azul, and I'm not sure who the other person was, but was, I knew uh, that Edwin, Edwin Arroyo, uh, I think Arroyo, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I I knew that if Edwin won that game, then I was out of cut for sure because they were at 33 match points, would have went up to 36, and I was at 35. And Azul going into the round had about the same resistance as I did, and. It ended up that Azul won that game, and I got in by like I think three percent on resistance, but it was very, very tight. And I, a bunch of my opponents in day two didn't perform very well, so it was very, uh, very sketchy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, I can imagine. First of all, before you continue, did yeah. you go to Hooters on Saturday night? Uh, I did go to Hooters on Saturday night. I, I would not recommend. Emil, this guy's That's a girlfriend. Literally. Why are you asking him this question? Hooters, it, Hooters doesn't mean you're just assuming. Hooters doesn't mean anything. Hooters is a nice food establishment. I've never that been. People so can I go to go to order food. Is it? Neither Mark doesn't drag me there. Mark drag dragged me there. I can't say that. <laughs> yo, I that guy also has a girlfriend, man. Yo, what are we going? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're done talking about Hooters. Hey, guys, man. guys, there's there's nothing wrong with Hooters. I've never been, I, but I don't stigmatize. It's fine. They actually, can have a girl. They can have four girlfriends and still go. Actually, you know fine, who likes Hooters? Fine. You know, Devin Booker loves Hooters. He had like a legendary no. like. If you go back on his old Twitter, like it's a meme. Like he literally tweeted like Hooters with the fellows like ten times straight. Like Loki though, he looks like a dude who would like Hooters. Yeah. Like I, I can see him there with KD True. just chopping it up. Yeah. That's <laughs> crazy. Anyway, sorry. So you went to Hooters. That, that makes this so much more impressive. But do carry on. Oh man, the Hooters was just absolutely terrible. It took us about an hour to get our food. Uh, we actually left. I changed hotels the night. Uh, before day two because I didn't have a bed going into the first day and I got about two hours of sleep and I wasn't trying to do that again. So I actually switched to uh, Mark's hotel. I was originally staying with uh, Grant Hayes and Lucas Zing and some of those guys. Um, we left and got my stuff from the other hotel. It took us about like 20 minutes and we'd already been waiting for our food for about 20 minutes. When we got back, the food had like just got there. So nice. would not would not recommend, although they did give us about eight Pepsi refills at once and then just didn't charge us for any of it. So I heard that, about that. that. Was, yeah. I heard that there was, was like nine Pepsis on the table. Nice. Yeah. No, she just brought out like five refills at some point, And that was like after we had all ate our food. So there were about five Pepsis there that just did not get drank. We take those. Yeah. So, oh. so Jackson, what was it like? Oh, I mean, we saw you, you were stressing, but like, what was it like when you finally found out like you're making top eight? So, I mean, this is just something that I've had not very many opportunities for because I don't go to many tournaments and I had just been in a win in situation in Toronto that I lost and I knew in that one if I had won I was like pretty much guaranteed to bubble in because my opponent's win percentage on that day was like 68% or something so going into this one I was just like I was just praying because I knew that if I didn't get in it would just like destroy my entire run and I didn't have probably another opportunity at it for the rest of the season I'm only going to you know one or two more regionals here and you don't get those kinds of opportunities very often. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Whenever I go deep in a tournament, like, or I make cut and I get knocked out, it sucks so much because, like, I know how hard it is to get that far. Like, you need to have so many things go right. You have to play so well that weekend. So, no, I 100% agree with you. So, yeah, we're happy you made it in. I think we were all there. Like, everyone who's Canadian, they were all hyped for you. Um, and then you actually, your top eight opponent was a rematch. It was Ryan Antonucci. So what were you feeling going into that match? And then maybe, like, kind of describe, like, what went down. Yeah, absolutely. So whenever you play against Guardian Top Cut, it's always uh, it's always pretty advantageous to play out all three games and never scoop. So I knew going into that match, I'm just going to play out every match to its full conclusion because if I'm in a sudden death position against Gardevoir, I'm going to be favored. So the first game, I had a, I had a pretty fine start, but uh, Ryan played really well, got like open Zacian, but got like four routes on the bench and then was like storm slashing me from turn two. And uh, I had a bit of trouble kind of keeping up. There was like one turn where I maybe could have stayed in it. And I had a super rod and a mirage gate in my hand. And I accidentally played the mirage gate before the super rod. I like looked down at the card after I played. I was like, oh, that's not a super rod. <laughs> so uh, I failed the mirage gate. I played the super rod. And then I, uh, I passed with a Tina V-Star in the active. Uh, nice. not, not exactly my finest play. So that one was kind of washed from there. Uh, game two, I, I looked at my opening hand. I had a, a Sableye, a few energies, a few switch effects, and that was it. I, I drew for turn. I attached a water energy to my Sableye, and I passed. Uh, it was not a great feeling at all, but it came back to me. I drew a Pokegear, 
I played the Poke Gear, and like I think on like the sixth card, I found a Colrus. So I got back in there kind of. I had to like Abyss Seek one turn, and he miraged up for three Curlias. Had like a one card hand, and I told him, I said, if you find a supporter here, it's probably wrapped. So mm. he goes with his next turn, he draws, and he draws a research. He plays, he plays one research, he just top decks the research, and he's like, <laughs> nice. I, I just top deck that. <laughs> Plays the research and then does like three or five minutes of Darkon and all that. I'm like, oh, it's so over. I uh, I ended up digging myself back out of it, though. I had a really, really interesting line where I used Sableye and put his Arcana to 120 damage and put 20 on each of the Curlias. And then I got the Sableye back and then I killed both of the Curlias the following turn. Killed the Arcana the turn after and stuck a Roxanne Path and then like got the Star Requiem to finish off the game. That was phenomenal. And then game three was just such a such a tight game. The the beginning and the middle weren't too interesting, but on the last turn, I had a Giratina V-Star in the active with uh, the two energy or the three energies on it, and I had just Roxanne pathed him. He had one curly in play. He had a super rod in the discard, a Zacian and a Screamtail in the discard. And his only win condition was to either find boss stadium bump or to find super rod stadium bump and the pokemon itself so off the roxanne he uh did his refinement ultra balled for an arcana used the arcana i believe drew super rod worker played the super rod got the zacian and the screamtail back in the deck and then used the worker and then on the second card found the uh the screamtail to close out the game when it was one to one so it was a very very tight game respect to uh ryan played it phenomenally but it was just an incredible set, and I'm really happy with how it went. Yeah, I mean, they always have yeah. it, bro. That's just how it goes. <laughs> but, you can, you can, you can try to stop, but it's just it's always coming. They always got it. Yeah, I mean, that's what you got to do, right? You played your outs, and, like, you did. Like, you just got unlucky there. But, I mean, overall, like, a fantastic run. Um, so I'm, I'm sure you're proud of yourself. I'm sure it stings, but I'm sure hopefully now, like, looking back, you can reflect on it, be happy about the, uh, the weekend you had. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I'm just excited. I don't have to go to any more League Cups. I'm absolutely <laughs> sick of local events Bro. in the GTA. Hey, but you run Bro. League Cups now. I do run League Cups, but you'll never see me playing in them. I'm, uh, I have about six League Cup spots I need to give away, so if uh, you're in the GTA and you want a League Cup spot, please message me because I do not want to go to any of these tournaments. Sure, well, I'm sure Are you done your increase. invite now? Like, done done? What was that? Are you, like, done your invite now? No, I'm, I'm at, like, 520, but uh, I, I'll be able to close it out without going to any more you're Cups. done. Yeah, I'm done. done. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of which, all right. Speaking of being done, your invite. Our other boy here, Kieran Farah, had a great weekend with C Pal. I did have um, a great weekend with C Pal. Like, I don't know. It's always more impressive when someone does something good with C Pal because it's just like I played that deck and I've seen how many times it goes, just goes beeps pass and just dies. So, take maybe take us through it briefly. Um, how was your run? I know it obviously didn't end the way you wanted it to, but how to go roughly? Take us through it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll talk about CPAL, then maybe we can circle back and like do some deck questions about Giratina with Jackson. But yeah, it was yeah. a good run overall. I think going into the tournament, I was like, oh, like, I should probably play Gardevoir. I'm like, the meta is like absolutely cracked for it. Like, I knew Roaring Moon was going to be big. Uh, but I was like, you know what? Like, I haven't played Chen Pao since like Pittsburgh. Uh, and I just love the deck. So I'm like, you know what? Like, no, it's time for some CPAL gaming. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you saw I posted like that meme, like of the guy like looking at the other girl instead of uh, his girlfriend or his like guardian Chen Pao. So, uh, yeah. and then my friend Harrison, who we stayed with, um, he also played same sixty with me, which was nice. Um, so yeah, I was just really excited that I was gonna play Chen Pao. Like I didn't really care like how I did as much. Um, and like honestly, like my day, my tournament went how I expected. Like I knew the games where I set up, I was gonna do very well. The games where I didn't set up, I was not gonna do well. Uh, that's kind of how it went um like day one i actually didn't start very well like i i started one and one like my second round i just couldn't get set up for some moon uh i tied a game against gardevoir which is always super frustrating since it's like my one of my best matchups uh against celio's network i just game one like kind of ran through him like just got my ideal setup then game two and three just could not get set up like game three like i didn't even get a fridge turn one uh then we went to time where i probably would have pulled it out but i would need like two extra turns uh, then I finally hit a Charizard after that. Like, Charizard and Gardevoir are, like, the two decks, like, I want to see. Like, when someone flips over a Charmander or a Ralts, I'm like, alright, sweet, let's go. That yeah. was good. So, I hit the nuts. Like, the best I drew all tournament was against this, like, Charizard in, like, round five. Uh, I literally did not miss turn two backs, bib. Knockout every turn. Then I lost to Little Dark Fury, <laughs> our, our friend Matt. Uh, he was playing Goldango. Uh, and honestly, this was probably, like, my most unlucky set of the weekend. Like, both games, like, I had, like, 80-85% chance to win on my last turn. I just whiffed what i needed but 
It was a fun set. Like, I really respected Matt for playing the Goldango. That's very on-brand for him, so I liked that. Uh, so then I was, like, 3-2-1, and I was like, okay, like, this is, like, feeling like a bit of a grief tournament. I'm like, I, I kind of expect this with Pau. Um, but, I mean, like, I've been in this spot, like, so many times before, so, like, I was confident, like, as long as I got the chance to play the game, I'd pull it out. So I hit Charizard Guardi back-to-back, so I'm like, okay, two pretty good matchups. Uh, then I faced Moon in the winning in. Um... I mean, I went, he went second, like, both games, uh, and both games I opened, or first game I didn't open Chen Pao, which is, like, massive, because then if your opponent, like, only takes one prize with a moon, you can just start going Chen Pao, Chen Pao, Chen Pao, and take six prizes before they can win. Game two, I started Iron Hands, which actually isn't that bad of a starter, because if they have to frenzy gouging, and they don't put a jelly on it, I can just Greninja it. Or what I did is I used Tackle with Frigibax to take out a knockout, which was like, that was like just hot. Like I haven't done that since like Worlds using Tackle for a knockout. So I was really happy about that. Um, so yeah, I pulled it back to 6-2-1 to make day two. It felt good. Um, but like I knew, like I needed to go like 5-0-1 to like even have a shot at making uh, top eight. Yeah. So. And then I saw like you opened day two against Azul and I was like, oh, this is a bad matchup. So maybe take us through how that one went. Yeah. So, I mean, like there was a lot of good matchups. I'm like, I hope to hit Guardi Charizard. Then I saw us playing Azul. It's like, it wasn't even that I'm playing Azul because like, Azul is obviously a great player. But it's like, he's playing like Lost Kyogre, which is just like a horrible matchup for me because I cut Manaphy. Um, yeah. We played a very interesting game one. Uh, he went first, which is like really bad for me because like I don't play Manaphy and like, he's going to get turned to Moonlight Shuriken. So I had to put three Frigibacks on my bench turn one. Uh, also, like, random side story. Like, turn one, I'm just, like, looking at my hand. And, like, out of the corner of my eye, I just see, like, Azul, like, suggestively shaking his hand. And I was like, yo, what is going on? Is this guy, like, BMing me? And I look up, this guy just, like, whips out some hand warmers. I just, like, warming his hands during my turn. And I'm like, is this, like, top player, oh, like, intimidation man. tactics? So... No, but then I'm just like playing my turn. And this guy's just shaking his hand more like a minute straight. Dude, this is so much funnier because we're trying to find like a PG way to say <laughs> yeah. what, he, what he was doing. Like, yeah, that is the funniest like, thing ever. I was like, what is going on, bro? And then he's like asking me yeah. like how many cards are in my hand, all this, like while he's doing this. And I was like, this must be like how he's so good at the Pokemon. Like, something's going on. There. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so. Who brings a hand warmer to an event? I mean, he does, bro. It's actually very common. Yeah. Is it really? Hey, when, I, when I was in seniors, there were tons of people doing it. I know that I know that John was definitely doing it at some point. I think Isaiah and if you know guys know Tanner, Tanner was definitely doing it. Yeah, I mean sometimes when I watch like other like video game like esports, I see the players doing it. So guys, this might be the secret to winning like six or seven. That makes I don't know how many Azul's won, but that might be the secret. Get the hand warmers. Like if you're using a controller and you're like hand stiffen up, yeah, you're in trouble. But like Pokemon, I mean, hey, he has to flower select a lot. He has to colorize a lot. Lots of cards are moving, Anil. It it could be the only way you can compete. You gotta compete with Iron Hands. You gotta exactly. get the, the hand warm. So true. No, so I, I mean, like his hands were definitely very warmed up. He was very warmed up by the time we started playing our match. Uh, so yeah, he went first. He got the turn two shuriken. He knocked out two of my Frigibacks. And then from there, like the game was like kind of tough for me. Like I, I went for Iron Hands turn two knockout, and I just missed it by like an energy. So I had to use Chen Pao to knock out his Greninja, which always feels bad. Um, he didn't follow it up with a what's it called a knockout with a Dragonite. I think he just crammed my Chen Pao or something. Um, and then, like, I took a knockout to make it four. And then, like, he, like, took out my bib roll, so he was at three prizes. But he had, like, an energy stuck on a Dragonite. And I had Iona in my hand, so I was just, like, waiting to save it for my, like, best turn. Um, so I took a prize to go to, like, four, and he was at three. And, like, I thought he, like, maybe could get Kyogre, but he couldn't. So I thought he was going to, like, just, I don't know, like, knock out my Chen Pao Dragonite or just, like, set up. But he, like, benched a Kyogre and, like, attached to my his Dragonite hit me for 50. Which just like felt super strange to me, and his hand was like fifteen cards, so I just went like Iron Hands, Cross Switcher, Kyogre, Iono, and like he couldn't draw, like he couldn't get Kyogre again. And I think he told me after he needed to put the Iron on the Dragonite so he could retreat and like have enough. I don't know. It was just really weird. And then like he tried to like countercatcher my backs and like get it stuck, and then I just like Cross Switchered to win. So I was shocked I won that game. Game two, like he literally went first, like got one in a loss on turn one. I could only get two Frigibacks, and he like somehow like ripped a like Ninja turn two. So that was over quick. And then game three, I started lone Frigibacks pass. And I was like, I was like so tilted. because so I'm like, oh, this matchup's so good for me when I go first. And then he like drew like 20 cards and didn't get crammed. So I was like, all right, sweet. So I tied that one, which was like annoying. Cause I was like, I won game one. I thought I was in a good spot. And then it's like, I'm like, damn, I have to win five in a row to even like bubble. Um, and I won back to back against Moon. I hit, I hit LDF again. This time I was on the winning end. But then my deck just kind of fell apart against like Roaring Moon and Mew. Um, I just like got judged. And I like, couldn't draw out of it, so big weakness of CPOW. 
Then I want my last one against Golden Go to secure the top 64. But yeah, overall, a fairly like pedestrian run for me. But it was just really fun playing CPAL again. Like it was just, I loved shivery chilling. Yeah. I loved handsing. Uh, and there's like there's so much merit to like playing what you enjoy too right so like yeah. you had a good time with it whatever like if you got top 64 with Guardi, you probably wouldn't even celebrate it it's no. like it is what it is right yeah um like there are times too like when you, well you're in a position now where you have your invite like you just want to spike tourneys but it's also like merit to just playing something fun and you had a good time and that's what matters yeah exactly it's so, all about the fun of the game i had some of the most fun i've had like all year so that was good so no, if you want to play so, Chen Pao, like I, I just advise everyone, like just know you're in for like a wild ride. Like you're gonna have to like be like pokey stopping turn one sometimes, like living and dying by what you get. Um, so if you can handle the good with the bad, it's it's definitely the deck for you because it is broken when it sets up, but it's an adventure getting there. Um, you can also just wait till April and you'll play a better deck. Oh yeah, in April Chen Pao is actually like busted because you get the prime catcher, yeah. uh, so you open up like three deck spots because uh, you take out the cross switchers. So. No, it's going to be really good in that format. Um, I mean, but we thought that about this format. And, like, the deck is, like, still going to be just this inconsistent, I think. The Buddy Poffin's a huge buff, since if you miss VIP Pass turn one, it's useless. But next format, it's, like, you can still set up really well. So, um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. But, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wanted to go back to Giratina Movie Jax and ask you some questions uh, about the deck. So, when we were going through your run, like, you're talking a lot about, like, you faced Roaring Moon, I think, like, five or six times, and you won every single time. Um, I personally thought that like roaring moon is strong into giratina so can i maybe get your thoughts on that matchup like what you do in that matchup and like if you agree that it's maybe not favored for for uh, roaring moon yeah absolutely so the week before i had went to a cup and i did not have a tomb in my deck and i got like smoked by moon in like 30 minutes in the finals so i kind of just, just thought about it more and i realized that like if there was tomb in play like both of those games i would not have gotten killed turn one so I just said, I'll, I'll play the Tomb, and I kept telling people I'm playing the Tomb for Moon and not for Mew, and that is an absolutely huge factor. Because of the way that the decks are currently structured, they're playing like 1-2 to two Sada, which is like very, very important, because the 4 Sada version, I think even with the Tomb, you're still in a very tough spot, but with the 2 Sada, they just essentially have 4 dead energy switches, like they can occasionally move an energy to like a Mew, but other than that like it gets no value there's a bunch of dead cards um so that's huge um in terms of the matchup you still want to go second tombs is very important but going second is still super preferred you just need to set up you need to get like five pokemon in play for that matchup um ideally you want to use like three flower selectings and force them to take a one prize knockout because if they just take your tina v with calamity storm it's very tough to come back but if you can force a one prize knockout and then go into a v star and swing then they go on to three prizes, which means after you rock sand, they still need to take two knockouts. So it also comes down a lot to whether they can find their booster capsules, because if they don't have booster capsule, then your first lost impact will take the knockout. Whereas if you if they get the capsule and you impact for 280, it feels like really bad, especially if they're on odd prizes, because swinging with a cram or a sableye when they're on odd prizes doesn't really do you anything. Um and then a lot of it actually just comes down to the rock sand path. I think as Moon. A lot of people are going for more Peko and weren't going for Mew. I think Mew is actually a lot stronger than the more Peko. Like, Energizer Wheel and taking one prize doesn't really do you that much. And if you don't have Mew on the bench and you get Roxanne Path, you have, like, very few outs to actually do anything. Especially because after they take a knockout, like, the Giratina takes a knockout, and Tomb's in play, it's very hard for them to set up another Moon. So they need the Mew to actually draw a few cards if they can get out of the path. Um, so, yeah, I actually think the matchup's, like, very, very close. Like, 50-50. Maybe if they play the catchers, it's like slightly unfavored, but I only played against one moon that played catchers and they flipped like all tails on them. Nice. So it didn't end up being a factor. Yeah. yeah I mean, you got to get lucky against moon sometimes. They'll just roll you if you don't. Yeah, that's how it goes. Mm. Yep. Um, I'm personally, we can talk about this too. Like, I'm personally the mindset that I think Spirit Tomb is probably like an all time high of how useful it is. Cause like you're saying, like everyone's just playing this like Ross version of moon where like it only has the two Sada. And then obviously, like, you still get the utility if you face Mew. And if you even face, like, Snorlax or even Charizard, you can shut off the Rotom. So, um, and, you know, maybe let me ask you this. Like, do you think every deck should be packing a Spear Tomb if it doesn't, like, harm, like, their strategy? Yeah, like, uh, point... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think it actually is a very good argument. I Even, like, a few people that were playing Guardi were talking about it. Like, there's a lot of people that kind of just got rolled by the pressure early of... Uh, 
Moon, even if they're playing Guardy, because if they take that first knockout and you don't have like step or you step for two and they like catch your heads and take a refinement, it's very tough for you to kill a moon that has a capsule on it. So I think there's a lot of merit to even playing it in something like Guardy. And things like Rhydon and Tina should just auto be including it. If you play like someone like Block or something that I guess Block plays and it's not relevant there, but if you're playing something that like Zard that needs basics, you're obviously not gonna play it. But I think it's in a very, very strong spot for Vancouver and if you're playing a deck that can fit the space, then I would definitely be playing it right now. Yeah, like I, I can see where it helps too. Like, I, so I played Guardi this weekend, and like honestly, a tomb would have done me miracles because every single time I played like five Zards, but like every single turn two, I was getting boss KO'd on, on Curlias, and like it doesn't feel like it's that bad, but like like Gardevoir's so like fragile first few turns, and I just got ran off the board a bunch of times. Where if like I had time to get down tomb, it's a different game. The other thing is, though, like, the one thing I will say about Tomb is, like, we're at the point of the format where you have, like, the biggest card pool available to you. So most of these decks are really well refined. Most of these decks have, like, a lot of tech cards, whatever, whatever. You're not really in a place where that 60th card is a gimme right now. Um, I, I can imagine, like, everybody, like, picking their decks. Like, that 60th card, that 61st, that 62nd card are, like, really pivotal cards at this point. So, yeah. like, yeah, Spirit Tomb is really good if you have the space to do it. Like, even Tina, like, I was, um, I was fooling around with Tina for a bit. I couldn't find a cut for it. So, like, obviously you cut Manaphy for it, which which makes sense. But other than that, I, I wasn't really uh, wasn't really feeling it. So, yeah, Tomb is really good if you can fit it. Yeah, I think we yeah. were seeing... Can I add one more? All right, go, no, can go I just add one more yeah, add, that? add that point. So, so yeah, Aiden Coos' deck uh, with the Mawile, it completely relies on infinitating with the Pidgeot. So if you're Guardy and you have more cards and deck than them and you bench the Tomb, the Pidgeot Mawile strategy actually doesn't work at all either. Mm-hmm. So that's actually, I think, very relevant. And you can, like, cut Turo for that, like, if that's something that you're thinking about. Interesting. Yeah, I like that, actually, because I think the thing with Guardy is, like, it's actually favored, like, slightly into every single matchup where Tomb is good into. So you're basically just turning them into, like, from, like, slightly favorable to favorable. Um, and like, yeah, I guess Snorlax, I guess if you play Spirit Tomb, like, it's just, it's like kind of like not as good as Turo probably, but it's still like pretty good. Um, you know what? It's actually probably really, really good because you can set up four teleportation bursts plus the Spirit Tomb, then you only need one uh, attacker. Yeah, because like That's they play, really they play one Avery. I'm like, how are you drawing Avery? Like when you're not using Rotom? Um, I mean, they, yeah, get, like, they have as long as there's nothing but... in your discard. Yeah. Well, you're okay, right? As long as there's nothing in your discard, you just yeah. hold a Super Rod in your hand. Yeah. And you play Collapse. So yeah, I think it's probably pretty, pretty good. Uh, and like also same thing it's like if they want a forest stone they have to put a boss target into play for you so that's super super mm-hmm. nice um yeah interesting i think i think spirit tomb is going to see a lot of play in vancouver um i think do we have a european regionals or like brazilian that's coming up like before vancouver right now because like, we can see that maybe uh i think dortmund is dortmund like, okay mid-February. So, yeah, yeah. i mean europe yeah. just like they play mute so like if you live in europe and you're listening to this like just put spirit tomb in your deck like yeah. don't lose the Mew. I think they already do. And now also <laughs> don't lose the Roaring Moon. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. let's segue to that maybe. Like, Roaring Moon had, like, such a strong showing. Um, I think we've it's kind of been building up. But, like, do you guys think it's going to, like, stay this popular? Like, it's day two meta share was, like, over 20%. Like, it's day one meta share was, like, I think it was third most popular. So, I don't know, Jackson, what do you think about Moon? Like, do you think it's, like, a, the new, like, mainstay of the format? So, Moon's in a very interesting spot because everyone is kind of just backpacked on ross's version of the deck but now that that deck is so big it's actually got a target on its back and we saw that this weekend but when ross played it i think it was to portland like it was a phenomenal call because people just weren't ready for it but now that people are ready for it you might have to pivot back to a version that plays you know three sodas one galarian moltres maybe even like a four sada and still have some researches in there so i think it can adapt but if you don't adapt i think that if you bring it to vancouver or a european regional people will be ready for that ross coffin version of the deck yeah, I think I would agree with that. Um, I just think it's just like too obvious at this point that you need to be able to beat Moon. Um, it's it's basically like in that tier of like Charizard, Giratina now, where it's like going to see like thirteen to fifteen percent. Uh, and we also see a lot of uh, players gravitate to it because it's similar to like a deck like Maraidon or Charizard. It's very simple to play. Like obviously, like to play it at a very high level, you have to be very skilled with it. But just the basic concept of it's very simple. So uh, I think a lot well, of people a lot of like the Maraidon players switched over to Moon like yeah. directly. So <laughs> there is a correlation for sure. So yeah, um, I, I don't want to stop you in your tracks. If you want to do a quick trivia break, I was actually just about to suggest that. So perfect, let's do it. Sick. Okay. Um. Okay. I'll I'll ask mine first. Okay. okay. And I so I have two. Okay. Uh, one of one in case the first one's too easy. And you guys are both like students of the game, so I know you'll have this. Um. How many Canadian World Champions have there been, and what are all of their names? All divisions or 
All divisions. Okay. Yeah, because if it's Masters, it's just one. I mean, I'm... Okay. I'm fairly confident it's three. Uh, but, Jackson, I'll let you name them if you want to name them. Well, we we got Jay in uh, 2011, oh, no, is it? Yeah, uh, 2010. 2010. 2010. Yeah. Chase Maloney yeah. in uh, Seniors, is that 2011? That's 2012. He won with uh, Mewtwo Eels. Yeah. 2012. We got uh, Rowan in 2015 in Juniors, and we got Estrada in 2014 with Rizzi and Genesect. Yeah. Actually, we had a really good, good like five-year stretch there. Four champions. In and uh, and shout-out to uh, Jeff Kolnick for second place, <laughs> because that's, uh, that's my Canadian goat right there. <laughs> Yo, free yeah, Jeff. we were just in Nashville, right? <laughs> we, we were just there. We're in his, uh, in his spot. Poor guy. Free that guy. <laughs> um, since you guys got that one so easy... I'm going to, this one's actually kind of easy as well, but I'll, I'll see if you guys know this one. Um, the USA is the most world champions ever, okay. uh, just in general. Which nation has the second most across all divisions? Across all the, all divisions? Across all divisions. I feel like it has to be Japan, right, Jackson? Because like they win juniors, I feel like, every other year. There's a, yeah, there's a lot, but I wonder if Brazil is up there. I don't know how many times Brazilians have won, but uh, I know Gustavo has one, right? He has one in juniors, one juniors. And then I think this year, like in Yokohama, the senior was from Brazil. Yeah. yeah they're not a terror. Uh, so. I don't think it's Brazil. I think it has to be Japan, or like I can't even think of what other country like could even like compete. Like, How many times has uh, Japan won Masters, though? So is it, it's mostly just... 2004, 2010, 2016... Um, I think that's it actually, right? Or am I missing a year? Yeah, and I, I'm thinking about seniors. I don't remember. I don't think there's been any uh, senior champs from Japan. Yeah, I think uh, the tw- the thing was 2017. Se- oh, go ahead. I was gonna say the thing with seniors in Japan is their age division is 13 and under, or it's like 13 plus. So I think a lot of like in masters, people who qualify like aren't really seniors aged, and then like juniors, I guess like. Like, some of them are very young. So I think they actually are not very well represented in seniors. Yeah, and I don't remember juniors very much, but it still could be, in like, just juniors carrying them. But I can't remember. At least from my era of juniors, I don't think they won. Maybe they won once. Okay, like, I know 2004 okay, well, for sure. Juniors was... You guys Japan. want a hint? Okay, what's the I hint? I give you a hint. I mean, the hint it, is it's not Brazil. Okay, that's not a hint. I knew it was okay. Brazil. <laughs> it could, no, it could, be, it could be something else. Okay, Jack, I'm fairly confident it's Japan, but, okay. like, I'm thinking, like, mm-hmm. like it has to be, like, the other options are really just, like, I think a European country. Like, what European country could it be if we're going to consider them? That's that's a fantastic question. Um, like, let's go down to who's won Worlds, right? We have, like, so let's go back. We have, this year was uh, America, obviously. Last year was, where's Andre from? Czech, Czech, Czech Republic. Republic. Uh, 2019 was Australia. That's definitely not the answer. 18 was Germany. 17 is Argentina, 16 is Japan, 15 is America, 14 is Canada, 13 is America, 12 is Portugal, 11 is America, 10 is Japan, 9 is, I think, like, Finland or something. It's America. It's America. gotta be Japan, then. Yeah, let's lock in Japan. Like, I think it's Japan. Okay, Japan... In juniors alone has eleven world. Yeah, champions. that's what I thought. Okay, <laughs> yeah, eleven world champions. They have two in seniors, and then they actually only have three in masters. Yeah. Um. Interestingly enough, there's. I was going to ask you the, the third place one as well, but there are four European countries tied with two. Okay, so let, let, let's that. actually try that across all divisions, right? Yeah, try it. Okay, go for I, it. Um. Okay, so Jesper won 2016. He's, he's Denmark, right? Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else from Denmark? He's Danish, yeah. Yeah, uh, I know Finland won one year. Like I think Tom Ruse was from Finland, but I don't know if they've ever had a senior or junior win. Uh, that could be it. Germany, we have Philip Schultz. Oh, and we have uh, Kea in. Germany, oh, Kaya. Right? Okay, so yeah, so Germany's one of them for sure. All right. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. Has the UK ever won worlds? Nope. Uh, yeah, okay. I, mean, let's this. So, I know for sure in Masters they haven't won. Okay, wait, so wait. Going back a little bit more. So 2008 was America. I think 2007 was the Finland year. 2006 mm-hmm. was America. 2005. Who won 2005? Was that Jeremy Marin or something? That was America, yep. I think. And then it's Japan. So, okay, we have all the Masters. So it has to be seniors and juniors. This is going to be tough. Um, well, we should just be thinking about seniors if juniors got oh, 11. Oh, Australia has two because Kyle and Kababe won. So Australia is one of the answers. Uh, Australia actually has three. I, I missed that. Oh, okay. I didn't see so the, the okay. One. Oh. It is Australia, but no, just stay on your track here. Okay. You mentioned almost all of them. Okay. Um, 
I feel like Bra- oh Brazil because we know that like, Gustavo and and uh, I'm forgetting who won this year, but they have two. Mm-hmm. And we have- uh, Gabriel, right? Yeah, I think Gabriel so. Fernandez. And we have one more, right? Yeah. What- Is you have, a- yeah, you, you you had Germany. You have Brazil now. Um, you mentioned the other one. So there are actually- from juniors or seniors. Yeah, that's a good question. Because yeah, we have uh, 2017. They won Masters. Diego. That could be it. There's not. Okay. I'll tell you that. There's not. Okay. Okay. I feel like it might be Finland, probably, to be honest. Probably Finland then, yeah. Yeah, Finland? Finland is Finland okay. is one of them. And there's one more. One more. There's one at more. Two. At two. And you mentioned it. Is, does Denmark have another winner? Yep. In there's actually one more on top of that. Uh, no, Magnus Peterson. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And there's the one more. World, one though. more from Europe still? One more from Europe. Okay. Uh... What countries are we forgetting? Oh, uh, has France has France won? They haven't won Masters. You've mentioned it already. Uh, okay, wait, what did I mention? <laughs> Jax, what did I mention? <laughs> I, I don't even remember. Wait, and we're not we're obviously we're not including Canada, right? No, no, no. no. Uh, okay. This one's really actually really easy. Really easy? Is it Australia? No. no oh, Australia was the yeah. Uh, place. Yeah. Is this, I, I oh yeah. Uh, is it Spain? Um, really easy. What's what, wait, wait, wait. who's who's the powerhouses in, in Europe? Uh, I'm I'm saying it's really easy if you just account for just think about like recent events. Recent events. Just think about recent events, like recent worlds. Recent worlds. It's a country that won worlds within the last two years. Is it Czech Republic? Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, yep. The Czech Republic. Who won in the Czech? Uh, there was Andre Skubal, and then there was who was Andre Kujal. In what division? Oh, that's 2013 juniors. That's, well, that's a good pull, Jackson. He knew that one. <laughs> I did know that one because that was the only, that's the only worlds that I've top cut. Oh, there you go. Nice. Yeah. yeah so there you go. That was a good question, Neil. Because I think Jackson and I are both very big historians of the game. So very yes, good you question. are. Well, you, you got yeah. some more info from pre 2010. My my knowledge kind of stops at 2010. <laughs> Same. True. If anyone wants to learn a lot more about the history of the game, check out PTCG Legends by Alex Wilson. It's a fantastic website. It has like every Worlds ever, some tournaments that like predate like Wizard, like when it was Wizard of the Coast. Like it's a really fun website. I really like going on that one. Um, cool. All right. So maybe I'll ask mine next so we can leave Jackson. You're our guest. You can go last. So, All right. My question is pretty tricky, but it might be gettable for you guys. So uh, if it's too hard, I'll give you guys a multiple choice. So, uh, it's no secret that Canadians, we've kind of been dominating regionals, I feel like, the past few years. So, since the COVID era, can you tell me how many regionals have had more than one Canadian in top cut? Um, and Do you want me to multiple choice, or do you guys want to try and logic it out on your own? That sounds really difficult, but we can try. Okay, yeah, well, let's think about it. Well, you gotta <sighs> think about top cuts that Canadians have been in, like, one. I know there's... Like the most recent one, where uh, Raymond and I were both yeah. in. Oh, and so. it's it's all major tournaments, so like regionals, worlds, ICs. ICs count as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Um. So that's also NAIC this past year because Christian and um. I was gonna say, yeah. Cyrus. Cyrus and Rowan. That one too. And Rowan. Oh, three. Jeez. And then Peoria this year, Raymond won. Was there another Canadian in top Oh, eight? Rowan, because they played in top four. Yeah, so that's another one. Go. Okay, that's another so, one. Yeah, three. Uh, Pittsburgh? I don't think Pittsburgh, there was Pittsburgh, Lucas was in top eight, but I don't know if there was another... I don't believe there's another Canadian in that top eight. I don't think so either. Do you guys remember who won the tournament uh, or no? Oh, Estrada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That guy's retired, man. How am I expected to know that? True, true. Yo, this is a lot, actually. Yeah. Like, these are a lot of tournaments. That's like just this season in NAIC last year. Uh, That's like just this last season. Yeah, so yeah, you guys have all of them from this current season. Um, And you have have a lot to go from last season. Okay, how many were there from last season? We can start from... Okay, uh, there were six, and you guys have one of them, NAIC. What the hell? All right. Okay, Toronto. Uh... Christian Labello is in that top eight. Was there one other? What was that top eight? That was the Mutual. That was Piper. Right? Yeah. yeah. Are we counting Piper? Because Piper was US as of uh, that time. No, we're not counting Piper. Okay. okay. 
I'm going to say no. I don't think there was another one in Toronto. Oh, there's Kieran Farah. I'm an idiot. Yeah, of course there's two. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah of course there's two. Um, where else? What were LAIC that Because Kieran was in top eight of that tournament as well. Was there another Canadian? I think it was just him. It was just me. Yeah, okay. it was just him. Because we only had like five Canadians at the whole tournament, I think. Like, it was something yeah, really there wasn't small. that many. Yeah. So, what about Hartford? I believe Raymond top eight Hartford. Uh, Shashi also top eight at Hartford. Okay, so that's another. And Rowan won Hartford. So. <laughs> and Rowan won Hartford. And, uh, yeah, whatever. Pish posh. Uh, <laughs> what else we got? You have, uh, uh, Milwaukee? You have three more to go from this year. Oh, oh, yeah, Fort I don't Wayne? know Milwaukee at all. Uh, Fort Wayne had... Uh, no. No? Had Fort Wayne was like just... Lugia sexual time. I assume we had someone in there. <laughs> it was just Raymond. Okay. Okay. About Vancouver? Any Canadians make it at Vancouver? It feels like there's a lot of Canadians there. Vancouver. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I I know Raymond didn't make it. Lucas didn't make it. This boy made it. I'm pretty sure this boy made it. That's one. You top eight? Second. Kieran, you top eight of that one? Yeah, I did top eight that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Is there a second one? I feel like there's good odds there's a Canadian, but I just don't know. I'm going to say, yeah. Let's say Vancouver. That is correct. There's actually three Canadians. Who are the other two? Dan and Zach. Oh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's Dan's favorite moment of all time. Playing against <laughs> Ian Robb on stream. Favorite <laughs> moment of all time. Ask him about it. He won't cry, I promise. <laughs> uh, so how many were missing? Like two? You have two from this year, and then you have two from 2022. I say it's not EUIC, because I know Trevor Reed was... No uh, more no more ICs eight. for this year. They're both, they're both regionals. Okay. So I'll give you a hint. One's an East Coast regional, one's a West Coast regional. The West Coast one might be hard, because they're not Ontario people. Okay. Uh, oh, Portland, Lenning, Kettler, one. What about top that? What format was that in? That, one? that was uh, just SBI, like Artina one. Yep. Oh. It's got to be Portland on the West Coast. Yeah, I, I also think it's probably Portland. It is Portland. San Diego. It is Portland. Port- Austin Drake also Ooh. made top eight. Okay, I see. So got two and there. Have one on the East Coast. Yep. You top eight any other regionals this year that I'm missing here? No, you got all of mine. <laughs> Okay. East Coast. Um, so what do we have? We have Orlando. Orlando, like Peoria. You have, I guess, Fort Wayne, Milwaukee, if you're kind of on the East Coast. Uh, Knoxville. Charlotte. Charlotte. These were all regions that I was not paying attention you to. You said it out loud, yeah. We said it out loud? Oh, God. I'll give yeah, you a, honestly, I wasn't really... I'll give you a hint. It was... Uh, like, this city has hosted regionals this year as well. So it's uh, Charlotte or Orlando. Or Peoria. Or Peoria. That's not very helpful. Uh, yeah, I think we're, like, kind of lost here. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a hint. Rowan was in this top eight. That makes me more confused. I don't even... The only thing I remember from Peoria is that Tord won that event. Okay, so the the Canadian who joined wait 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 wait, wait, wait. was it was it Milwaukee? No, no. The Canadian who joined Rowan. This is his only career top eight. Like, was last year Bataglia or was that before? Yeah, it's Bataglia. Oh, it was Fort Wayne. What team was this? Not Fort Wayne. It wasn't Fort Wayne. No, Peoria. No. Oh, it was Orlando. No, Orlando. What is it? What? Charlotte. Oh, oh my god! Oh, I just forgot about that goodness. place. All right, should we even go to 2022, yeah. or is that too hard? There's one regionals and one other. Tournament. This is too. Hard. This is insane. There's bro. one regional 2022. Wait, wait. There's one regional 2022. Oh, there's only Rowan, one. Okay, we can try. Didn't Rowan get top eight of Vancouver this year? Uh, he did, but he wasn't joined by anyone. Okay, I was thinking it would have been Vancouver. Okay, that might be a bit out of my my realm. I was not playing okay, the game at this so time. we have Indianapolis. We have Ast- was it not Vancouver? No, it wasn't. We have Indianapolis, Estrada, oh. and Michael Long. And then the other tournament oh, this year, yes. I, I think you can get the other tournament this year. 
Uh, Worlds had two. It was yeah. uh, Estrada and uh, Andre. Right? Yeah, Andre, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's all of them. Okay, that was, that was actually like a very actually... tough cu- question. <laughs> that was a good question, actually. I really enjoyed that. Uh, that's a great. Right, that was what a great get... question. What do you got for us? All right, so my question is, uh, it's more flavor text than it is uh, history. I mean, it's still history. So there are seven different stadium cards that shut off abilities or Poke Powers or Poke Bodies or Pokemon Powers. Okay. Can you name all seven? Okay. All right, start with the easy ones. Path, Silent Lab. Yep. Uh, Power Plant, Uh, like the one that shut off GXs. You have Battle Frontier that shuts off Colorless. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. We have... these next three are very tough, and I'll give you guys a hint because I think I'm not sure if you'll be able to get all three, but they're all from like the EX era. Yeah. Um, is it Space Station or something? Space Center. Space Center. Space Center. Yeah. Space Was Center. Giant Stump one of them? No, it's like collapsed. No, that's uh, that's like collapsed to three. Yeah, that was collapsed. Uh, uh, okay, wait. There's, there's, I, I a hint of like what decks it was played in. Play RSPK. I actually don't know if uh, these other two were played in any decks. I know they're included in cubes pretty regularly, but I don't know if they uh, are in any yeah, competitive not viable decks. decks. I don't know if I would know them. I play a lot of RSPKs. So I feel like I should know this. Uh, yeah, but if they're not in decks, then you wouldn't know them. That's true. Uh, yeah. Are they video game locations, Jackson? Like, are they in the games? Uh, one is a video game location. Is one of them kind of like an Elite Four location almost? No, it is. Uh, it's a location that you'd see at the beginning of a game. Beginning of a game. Uh, okay, wait. Well, EX era is like Emerald and all that. So you got like yeah. Little so Root that Town, narrows it down to that. Oh. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll give you another hint. So the the one from a game is a Kanto region, and oh. the other is a it's a card that shuts off on abilities. Wait, what type of abilities? Uh, like hold on, Pokemon. Oh, oh, um, oh, I know what. Uh, I I can picture the card in my head. I just can't. I don't know the name. Uh, is it like an island card or no? No, it's oh, not. Okay, okay. But I know what the card looks like. The other one from Kanto, because oh, I guess because it's an EX Emerald or the Fire Red Leaf Green set. So yeah, the one from Kanto. It's not Cycling Road or Indigo Plateau. It's well. There's the power plant there, but I think that's the name of the one from Black or not from Black and White. From yeah, up. that's already been said. Uh, is it Mount Moon? It is Mount, Mount Moon. Moon. Okay, yeah. Oh, nice. That card I don't think has ever seen play. <laughs> no, I don't believe so. It uh, it says uh, any Pokemon with maximum HP less than seventy can't use any Poke powers. <laughs> okay. It shuts off. Uh, it shuts off Jirachi, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Jirachi is a really good card in that format, so interesting. But you have like Giraffe or whatever to shut off basics. Um, so yeah, this is hole in one. So does this shut off hole in ones or exempt hole in ones? I will. Uh, I'll read you the text. I know exactly I what card it is. I just can't remember what it what it's what it's called. All right. So it says uh, each Pokemon in play that has the hole on symbol on it, both yours and your opponent's, has no weakness and can't use any Poke powers. It, and it's not a place from the game, right? It's not a place from the game. It's uh, it's pretty arbitrary, actually. So if you don't know it, it's very unlikely you'll be able to get it. Yeah, it, it can be a place from the game because Holon was like a made up thing. Yeah, they had like their own island and like lore for it. Like, yeah, so you yeah. probably wouldn't know it. Like, it's too made up. Right. I, th- I thought this one might have played in the deck at some point. I think it Did is. You say it, well, no. I think it is Jackson. I I know this card. Like I've seen it. I can picture. It. I just can't remember what it's called. I don't think I because what does it shut off though? It just shuts off like cast form. Well, no, Casper's have an ability. It shuts off like um. Wait, and Jack, this is like Hol- Oh, you're talking. It shuts off Delta Pokemon, not Holland Pokemon. I think. Oh, is that what that symbol is? Yeah, uh, yeah, you might be right. Because I don't think the Holland Pokemon have abilities. They just like act as energies when you put them to play. Uh, All right, tell us what is it. It is a whole on legacy. Oh, whole on legacy. I uh, had no idea. Uh, I know exactly what the card looks like though. It is played in, I'm sure, at least one deck. Because uh, I've seen it before. Actually, if anyone wants to try that format, you can play it on um, TCG One. I actually highly recommend playing Ruby Sapphire Power Keeper. It's a really fun format. It's my favorite format, it's actually. Format. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's really awesome. So, and like honestly, just playing old format in general is awesome. Like we were playing some 2010 uh, at a uh, Knoxville, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So cool. before we hop off, we're getting up there. But before we hop off, we need a thorough, and I'm talking like thorough review of Bucky's. 
Jack, Jay, did you have a chance to go to Bucky's? I did not have a chance to go to Bucky's. Oh. Just the Hooters, sorry. <laughs> yeah, just Hooters. That's where he draws the line. All right, I'm going to start with my initial thoughts of Bucky's, okay? When I first walked in there, there was like 14 employees saying, hello, welcome to Bucky's. Yep. And I didn't really know how I felt about that. But then once I learned that, like, it's like learning that, like, football is a culture. Once you learn that, like, Bucky's was a culture, it totally changed my outlook on the whole Bucky's experience. Um, for those who don't know, Bucky's is like a, a Petro-Canada with, like, a Walmart as the <laughs> as the shop that also sells, like, baked stuff, coffee, and really kind of mid-barbecue. Um, but it's pretty good. Uh, Kieran, would you like to add on your Bucky's experience? Like, what was your thoughts out of 10? I mean, like, you pull up, and I'm not exaggerating, there's, like, a hundred gas pumps. And then, like, also, I don't know if this is a Bucky's thing or an American thing, but you just, like, park your car at the pump. Like, you definitely do not do that in Canada. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. That didn't sound right, but that's what you do. Then you walk inside, and like Daniel says, they greet you, so I'm like, alright, like, I'm at, like, a cult type of place, which I'm about, like, that's that's what I like when I go to, like, America. Like, they, we don't have this in Canada, so that was great. And I just see, like, a mascot roaming around, like, with this, like, like girl who's this, like, mascot handler, and, like, that was fantastic. Like, Anil and I took a photo with the Buckies. Uh, Vinny, like, memed us on Twitter uh, with it. So You got memed bad. You got memed yo, bad. It was a good honestly, meme, though. Honestly, yo, Chen Pao memes seem to be the wave. Like, if you want to get Twitter clout, you just tweet about Chen Pao, and, like, it'll go crazy. Yeah. And then it's, like, you just, like, walk in, and it's, like, okay, it's, like, the, the like, right side of it's, like, a gas station convenience store, like, snacks, drinks, whatever. Then they have, like, a sign where it's, like, world-famous bathrooms. Like, I didn't even know you could have world-famous bathrooms, but they have world-famous bathrooms because they're hey. clean. It's got to be pretty good. Like, if it's a world famous bathroom, I kind of regret like not. I know. I regret not going either. I should just like checked it out. God, I, should... I didn't even take your first spin. I was just so like distracted by like all the greatness. I know. And then it's like you walk in the middle, and it's like a full on like food place. They have like burritos. They have like Tex Mex. They have like a bakery. They have like the Roadhouse, like the barbecue, uh, which I will say is my one minus for Bucky's. Like the food wasn't that good that we tried yeah uh, so i wish yeah. i didn't try it but and then you go to the other side and it's just straight up like you're saying like it's walmart like they sell everything like they sell they were selling like hunting gear they were selling like pokemon cards they were selling like cowboy hats they were selling like jewelry like you could buy your engagement yeah. ring at bucky's honestly so um, bro i was like if they had like bucky's drip i was getting iced out of bucky's <laughs> yeah i'm telling honestly. you right now bro if they have a beaver chain like maybe i need to go buy that like yeah, like that goes so hard. Yeah, but yeah, like basically. Sorry, go I was ahead. just gonna say like Bucky does not look like a beaver. Like he looks like a chipmunk or something. Like no, nah, dude, he's like a gopher. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's not a beaver. Yeah. So that's another detraction. I don't know. But yeah. Well, I I looked it up. That was the first thing I looked up when we got there, and apparently he is very much a beaver. Um, but like for us Canadian folk, we're just not used to is that is our honest opinion about Bucky's. Like yeah. we are like blown away. Are we gonna go back there? I don't know. Maybe not, but I hope so. Yeah, like I wouldn't like go out of my way to go to Bucky's again. But like, if I ever go back to like uh, the Midwest or like the South, I guess like if I see like a sign that says Bucky's this exit, like I'm taking the exit. So no, we God, I mean we love this so much. We got the Bucky shirts. Like I have this Bucky shot glass that says it's a beaver. So he's yeah. Beaver. I bought one too. I bought a cup <laughs> it's somewhere in my room. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if you if you're not American, like definitely go to Bucky's. Like it's a very American thing. Um, so. No, lots of fun at Bucky's. Um, Bucky's, baby. Yeah. Um, other than that, we've been rambling on for about an hour now. Uh, Jay, man, appreciate you coming on. Congrats. Like, you're making me look bad now because you have a top eight too now. So now I got to get top eight. I'm like the banana like anchor right now. Um, Ace and I, apparently. So we're working on it. But like, big congrats, bro. That's, that's, that's huge. Um, it's good for you to get above 500 without having to go to uh, more regionals. So that, that's really nice, too. And you don't have to go to League Cups and GTA. I'm just, I am so envious of you right now, man. So congrats and thanks for coming on, too, eh? That was a fast turnaround. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm, uh, I'm recovering from being sick. And uh, I have a feeling I'm going to stay sick after that tournament. So. We'll see. That happens at every Pokemon tournament now. I mean, the one good thing about what we had to wear masks at the tournament is, like, you weren't getting sick after a regional weekend. I was getting yelled at instead for letting mine go below my nose. <laughs> and y'all, you were uh, There was this one lady, dude. Etiquette. I was trying, but I was playing. There was one lady who was, like, actually my op. Like, every time I was playing, this thing would, like, just drop, like, even, like, a centimeter below my nose. She'd come over. She'd snap at me. She's like, bro, pull that thing back up. I'm like, dog, I'm trying to play professor's research. You're yelling at me? Like... I gotta think, big guy. 
So I don't know, man. I had one really big op at the in the mask era, and it really turned me off. But you are right; like we never used to get sick. Yeah, and that's probably a huge plus. And there's a lot of people who are like forced to get vaccinated for this whole thing, which, depending on your view, is pro or, or positive or negative. So yeah. that was also a factor. Yeah. So that, honestly, like yeah. that wasn't that long ago. Like last season, we were wearing masks, but it feels like a lifetime ago. Honestly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they're so like uncomfortable too. The 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 uh, cloth ones they made you wear. Yeah. You weren't allowed to use the reusable ones, I don't think. Yeah, that's right. They, they, oh, yeah, didn't, you, they didn't let you, yeah. They'd be disposable. Last season, you think about that, too. Like, we didn't even have locals. We <laughs> we only had regionals. Like, the less than a year ago. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. That's wild. But, yeah, bro, if you want to give any shout-outs to, like, anyone around you, uh, shout-out to anyone who helped you made the deck, whatever it is, this is your chance. Go blow it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, thank you to everyone from Canada for supporting me. I just have the best community here in the GTA and just in Canada. Everyone supporting me has been so fantastic. Yeah, special thanks to uh, to Lucas and Isaiah. They both probably put in the most help for me. Because, I mean, it was mostly me trying to learn how to play the deck and them telling me how to play the deck. So I, I owe a lot to them for my success this weekend. So thanks to those guys. And yeah, again, all the guys in the GTA just supporting me. It means the world to me. Yeah. And shout out Banana Games. Oh, and, and shout out to Banana Games. <laughs> and shout out to Banana Games. <laughs> Yo, it's kind of crazy that we don't have to do that this week. That's crazy. We we actually have a guest who runs the League Cups at Banana Games. We're we're off the hook. You shout them out. Yo, I that's true. That. You guys, if you guys are in the GTA, please come to my league on Wednesdays. It is a very fun time, and you will not regret it. Yeah, it's we a great league. It's yeah. fire. and there's lots of like yeah. really great players who who go every week. So if you want to have some like fun, like. And play against some good people, like it's a good place to go. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Neil, I was actually thinking we could end this episode with a pack opening for my top sixty-four packs. Run it, run it. Okay, rip those things right now. Jackson, give Let's me go. a give me a number. I'll pick the pack. A number? Uh, you got how many? Eighteen. I, I like played fifteen rounds of Pokemon for eighteen packs. Very good prizes. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Any- <laughs> Sorry. Any money with that? Oh, zero dollars, Jackson. No. Oh, dude, I was one game away. Very sad. I still I finished top like what five percent, eighteen packs. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, number six. Six. Lucky number six because it's for Toronto. All right. We got a Garchomp pack. So, right, I, I'm hoping all to right. pull the Alt Art Iron Hands so I can play it in my C Pow deck. Yo, hey, you have to have Ace for that. He's got multiple. No, the I know. one. Man, I have moisturizer in my hands. I'm struggling to open this pack. Oh, that's gonna be tough, bro. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah, do I still have the it's pack? It's so demotivating, bro. It, it is. Do I still have the pack trick or no? Is that a thing? No, just rip it. Okay. Just rip it. Okay. All right, you guys. The pack trick now is only one energy from the back. That's all. All right, is. you guys ready? We have Phoebus. Yeah. The camera's on. Playable too. card. Ambipom. Apom, but you tried. Oh, Apom. <laughs> Pan Sage. <laughs> Mantike. Oh, let's go. Uh, I forget what this thing is called. Crocodile or something. What is that? Crocodile. We have this uh, girl. Yeah. What's her name? Tulip. Tulip. Put up to four in any combination of psychic Pokemon energy in your hand. We got the Dozo. I know this is good in VGC. Okay, Swablu. Vanillish. All right, here we go. If you're gonna hit an alt, it was there. I'm oh, sorry. Palkia. Palkia. <laughs> oh. Hey, that's big. You know oh, what? Hey, guys. Um, oh, it's an energy. Um, if you're a new player starting out, just about to play the game, you should go to regionals and play 15 rounds. So you can end up like Kieran with a hollow Palkia for all your efforts. <laughs> Great reward system we have in place here at the Pokemon Company International. Um, if they ever want to sponsor us, I'm going to apologize in advance for what I just said. I'm so sorry. I take it back. Please sponsor us. <laughs> but hey, it's a, it's a tough world we live in right now, bro. It's it's a real tough life. At least Jack, Jackson has three Gs to go home to yeah. tonight. Or in like eight months when it hits his account but hey it's sometimes there yeah at some point you gotta figure out how to file your american taxes too i don't really yeah, know oh, bro you gotta hire an account for that. months bro i have an account <laughs> i have an accountant to do my pokemon stuff <laughs> yeah oh you have, to, you have to put me in touch then because i have no idea what i'm doing yeah I'll i got this you. french guy he'll do it for you yeah <laughs> we'll do it we'll get it done all right guys i opened another Anyways, pack bro. i just got wo chan nice <laughs> You want to open Damn. one more? I was just going to cut us off. But if you want to open yeah, one more, one more for the block, time. and you'll give me a number. Just open one more. Uh, five. One, two, three, four. All right, you gave me Iron Valiant. Okay. For a fun fact, Anil and I, Anil and I both 
had pack opening channels when we were like kids that we both deleted, which we shouldn't have done in Neil, because it seems like that gets way more views than competitive Pokemon TCG content. They were awful. They were awful. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, I have. While this. you're opening the pack, I'll tell the story. Um, we we had these things up, and uh, I used to think that I could like weigh packs with my hands, so I'd like hold them up, and I was like, "Yo, this pack's hefty, bro." And the one time it actually was and had a level X and I went crazy. And the whole YouTube section just berated me for like three weeks. It was fantastic. Nice. What do you got going on there? Evil Tall? I got Crobat. I didn't know this is uncommon. It's like take extra two pro- mm-hmm. Or no, it's not. Choose items or supporters. Then they can't play them. It's actually kind of interesting. Okay, we have Evil Tall. Pumpkaboo. The next one will be in EX if I get it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that Crom? <laughs> Dude, your packs suck, man. I know. It's oh, like... dude, you didn't even get a half a box. I know. That's wild. You got a bunch of hollows. Well, we'll update y'all in the description if you pull something good, which he probably won't. But in case he does, we'll let you know. <laughs> uh, Jackson, man, thanks for coming on. Like I said, it was a pleasure. Hope you had fun on on here. You had a decent time on the Shift Gear podcast. Please tell your friends that they should also want to be on the Shift Gear podcast because not enough people do. Minior <laughs> and Shempo. Hey, that's a that's a good counter. Yeah, sorry, Jackson. Anyways. I'm just having fun opening packs. Please, please close this out. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you uh, I'll make sure I'm back with the. I'll, I'll make. I'll be back with a sponsor at some point. You're gonna. I'm gonna bring a script, and you're gonna have to say it. <laughs> hey, whatever you want, as long as it's within means. I, I learned Chinese this week, so apparently anything's on the table. I got. I got five dollars, and it's ready. It's ready. It'll be there. Five bucks in a dream, baby. That's all you need. You got three G's in a dream now. Anyways, thanks for coming on. Thanks everyone for listening. Kieran, do you have any last words? I'll give you the final say. You have the you know. I the have the final say. say? Yeah, so that's a lot some, of pressure, man. Cool. Uh, Run it. Thank you to Arl, everyone for listening. I think I we should have mentioned that stop it. And Neil and I had so many people come up this weekend and say they love the pod, love the content. So we appreciate you. Um, we have a lot of fun doing this. So we're really glad that people are enjoying it. Uh, other than that, no, nothing. Just have a good week, everybody. Nothing? I mean, like just keep enjoying the Pokemon trading card game. And, uh, I was going to say, buy some hand warmers and bulk off Amazon. Buy some hand warmers if you want to win your next tournament. Intimidate your opponents to your next League Cup. Uh, add us if if it works. So I, I, I can go invest in these as well. Because it seemed to work on me, Please. to be honest. So uh, threw me off my game. Hey, next time I play Kieran, I'm bringing on my hand warmers. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for being here. Appreciate you all. Have a good one. Later. Later.